0: This call is being recorded. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things to pound. LGB on the LOB, Locked on Browns. Brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The host of the Locked on Browns podcast at Locked on Browns. Follow-back account. DMs are open. We appreciate everybody who makes Locked on Browns their first listen. Every single day, whatever podcast platform you use. Remember, always available, always free. Make sure you're following or subscribe to the On Browns podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We're going to go a little bit through the uh, Super Bowl here through the PFF lens with Mr. John Costco. Um PFF, if you haven't noticed, um, has been, you know, Busy in the free agent lab, so to speak. We're going to talk a little bit about a great piece out there. Nice thing to have at your disposal. You know, come March, uh, top 200 free agents uh, on the market. You know, strengths, weaknesses, potential, contracts, you know, what it's looking like for each player to possibly make in these cycles. A couple of teams um, could look vastly different next year Uh, for your Browns. uh, Some solid names from your own team on that list. Certainly some solid options if you're unable to resign some of their own. but we're going to sit down. we're gonna to get to all of that here again with Mr. John Costco at John Costco 3. John, uh, the game itself Sunday. Um, I think it, it, it started off well. It just seemed like there was that lull from about the 37 minute mark to about you know the 56, 57 minute mark for the you know to the Rams, you know concluded that drive. Um, but I thought it was, it was, I thought there was gonna be more points. There wasn't certainly there was, you know, mitigating factors. Of course, the Rams losing Odell in that game. Um, and as we mentioned yesterday, it looks like it is, you know, Odell tore the same ACL. Um, so look, I mean, whatever the kibitzing and nonsense with that, I mean, look, the guy achieved the ultimate dream, but now he's in a really, really difficult spot here as you know, most likely there's no way he is ready for the start of the 2022 season. I still think he ends up a Ram, but you know, we'll see the way that unfolds, um, very, very difficult process, which is in front of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. as far as coming through an ACL injury on the same knee. Um, but, John, overall, the game itself. I mean, you know, for the Rams, this is what it was all about. There was nowhere to go this season but win the Super Bowl. That was every intention that they put into this year. Um, for a little while, it was looking shaky. It was looking like the the water was getting a little muddy. Uh, righted themselves in the playoffs. Got themselves where they needed to be. For the Bengals, Again, I'll continue to say maybe it was, you know, an opportunity where this team got there before their time, so to speak. But in the NFL, especially with Super Bowls and Championship, you never know truly when your time is. Certainly could be back. Certainly could be a case where other teams said, well, you know, we let some of these also Rams get you know, closer to the pack. So we're going to start using maybe the Ram mentality, the Chiefs, the Bills where, hey, what are the you know, one, two pieces we need? To get over this hump, but John, uh, the game itself. Your thoughts from Sunday night?
1: Yeah, um, uh, to, to you know, the, I think the you need luck when it comes to to win the Super Bowl, right? Like I think that's that's kind of evident with with the Rams winning it this year, where the Buccaneers were the superior team this year, and then they lost Chris Godwin with his knee injury. I think it was his knee, but. Chris Godwin hurt his got yeah, injured, so he's out for the season. Antonio Brown has his all his antics that he, so they, they lose their top two of their top three receivers, um, and then in the playoffs they got you know their offensive line suffered injuries, uh, no Tristan Wirfs, um, and then you had to go up against it with an, a, a wrecked offensive line, go up against Aaron Donald and and Von Miller, and that's a recipe for disaster, and that caused. You know, obviously, issues for Tom Brady. If I think if you know, so you you get luck in that regard. Tom Brady's been lucky in a number of his Super Bowl wins. So you get you get that luck. You have you get to avoid them. The Packers, you know, have a bad game against the 49ers. So you, you know, a team that that wrecked you earlier in the season, you get to avoid them and the uh, and play at home instead of going to Lambeau to play. So and then in a, even in the Super Bowl, yeah, there was a face the missed face mask on the, the, the T Higgins touchdown to start the second half. Uh, but then you had the, you know, the referees essentially let them play the entire game. They didn't call a single flag of like something that happened on the field. They were calling lay a game and false start and, you know, unnecessary roughness type stuff, but they didn't call anything, you know, holding or anything until they got inside the eight yard line in that last, you know, inside two minutes. And then they started throwing flag after flag. And so, and those ended up being in the favor of the Rams and, you know, and and kudos to them, they, they, they pulled it out in the end um Matthew Stafford I think played better than the stats showed he he had a some really nice throws in there and Joe Burrow struggled like I think for him he he had it in his head that he had to absolutely get rid of that ball immediately otherwise he was going to get sacked and because of that he wasn't reading the field very well um because he was predetermining where he was going to go with the ball and because when you do that you miss open receivers all day long. Um and there were a lot of receivers that were open for Burrow to hit if he just was able to read the defense and he didn't do that. So, and I I think ultimately that is the reason why the uh the Rams won is is Burrow did not did not play very well, um whereas Stafford, you know, did and and bounced back well from any type of mistake that he did make.
0: Um you know, you look at Stafford now, you mentioned maybe better than the numbers. Uh you know, the two interceptions, obviously one was a YOLO ball no question about it, uh, you know, pointing to the deep corner. And the problem was is, you know, he didn't put the ball where basically he was telling Von Jefferson to go.
1: Yeah, he, he needed to, he underthrew that ball. Um, He should have been putting that in a back pylon, Underthrew that ball. So if Van Jefferson needed to do a better job to fight for it, but at the same time they were right, right around a 45 yard line, they he could have, he had open receivers early in the down, or in uh, to be able to throw to to find and to get you a into field goal range or into at least go for it range so people talk about it being as an arm punt situation you you kind of took points off potential points off the board there so mistake there and then his other interception was unlucky right like it was whether or not did he did he quite miss did he miss the throw or was it uh, you know the receiver was you know slow out of his break because of the defensive back there kind of holding him up a bit. There's a, you know, a mixture of the two, generally those just fall incomplete. So that was an unlucky, uh, uh, in, you know, interception for him, but um, really other, other than the missed throw of the interception, he, he was pretty good in the game and, um, and you know, he made throws down the stretch that you needed to win, to win the game when it was uh, on the line.
0: And if you take anything away from the bangles, um,
1: you know, it should be real
0: cut and dry as far as sitting down and putting together an all season plan. Um, when we can protect Joe Burrow, he is a quarterback that is mentioned with Patrick Mahomes mentioned with Josh Allen mentioned with Tom Brady mentioned with Aaron Rodgers as the best arm throwers and throwers of the football in this game. Um, if we cannot protect him, uh, none of it stinking matters because he gets into a situation and you know, to say he had rabbit ears, well, he got sacked seven times, and not to, that's not even counting the Aaron Donald on him. And you know what felt like, you know, I think I have had sh- you know longer sneezes than that last rep when Aaron Donald got in there on him. You get in a situation like that, and and look, the Bengals look, it's come together really, really quickly. And I'm sure nobody in that building expected it to come this fast. Figuring, you know what, we'll get Chase here, we'll work on the line. You know, I'm sure they finally, I'm sure they wanted to give Jonah Williams an opportunity to prove that he's their left tackle. I just don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, I think it was 10 sacks on the season. When you're talking double digits as a left tackle of sacks given up, it's a difficult spot to be in. Not to say that he's not a piece of that offensive line, uh, but there's definitely some work to be done here for the Bengals going further. And you saw it. I mean, it was a common theme. When the Bengals won and played well, they were able to obviously protect their franchise. Um, when they lost and there were games where they lost badly, you know, the Browns first game against the Browns, and it was an incident that day. There's teams who construct defensive lines to win games, and the Bengals have to be ready to compete with those teams.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be obviously clear that they need to fix their offensive line. And, you know, the funny thing is that Jonah Williams was their best offensive lineman this year. He gave up 10 sacks. <laughs> He's their best offensive lineman. And granted, like, part of it is, you know he gave up 51 total pressures this year 10 of those turned into sacks that's a that's a bad like ratio in terms of of that and a problem is that when you have everybody else on that offensive line is bad so like a- Akima Jenagee he gave up nine sacks this year um his pass pr- grade, pass protection grade was a 36 um you know you, you get Isaiah Prince who's their their right tackle he gave up five sacks and seven hits 24 39.7 you got any any type of backup that would come in there. Jackson Carmen, forty-five, you know, point nine grade. Uh Xavier Sulafio, uh, you know, he played a you know, a handful of snaps this year, 52 grade. Quentin Spain, 56.2. Like all that is garbage. It's all bad. And you you don't have you have all weak links on that offensive line and one like maybe average guy and Jonah Williams is made to look out worse than what he is because everybody else is so bad. And that any mistake he makes is is out, you know, it's not good enough. Well, his play wasn't good enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but everybody else was actually worse. So they need to fix that offensive line in the worst way. And you can do it in one offseason. We just saw the Kansas City Chiefs hit on two mm-hmm. draft picks and make make really good moves in, in free agency and trades to get the pieces around Patrick Mahomes to be able to protect him. And they had one of the better offensive lines this year, and it was all new. So they can do it. Um, and they have the resources to do do it. So, um, you know, I think they have a good ability to scout talent, except for on the offensive line, they've had issues there for quite some time. So they, they need to figure that out. Um, for sure to be able to, they, they want to get Joe Burrow back to that. They need to protect him because we've seen it before where, um i I mean drew brees only went to one super bowl right like we there's all these like elite level quarterbacks that are going to the hall of fame and we're just immediately thinking oh he'll be back because he's so young in his career drew brees never went back aaron Rodgers has never been back uh dan marino never went back who else didn't go back i mean there's there's a whole list of of awesome quarterbacks that never made it back cam newton never made it back you know i obviously he kind of fell off a cliff in terms of, of his level of play but just again like you you think that because of how good this he is and that those weapons are it's not a guaranteed thing it's, it, i mean tom brady you know his level of success has really you know kind of blinded us and how like what the normal situation is for a quarterback in this league you, you don't generally go to the super bowl 10 times in a career that's just insane right so um they they need to they need to figure that out. They do a good job finding weapons, but they need to figure out that offensive line.
0: And, you know, you figure with pick 31, uh, Bengals will be drafting 31st. Uh, the Detroit Lions will be drafting 32nd. I just hold the Los Angeles Rams selection. Pick 31. The Browns, as I mean, the Bengals, as everything stands now, are, I think, have the third most cap availability. Um, have some players on their own team, but certainly, you know, players to be shopping. And as of right now, you know, Cincinnati, as far as a free agent destination, um, they've done actually pretty well the last couple of years, but um, it's not really too hard to look at somebody and say, we're going to give you a boatload of money, and we think you're the difference um, in getting us not only back to the Super Bowl, but uh, getting us to win the Super Bowl. We're going to take a look here as PFF has listed the top 200 available free agents. i going to put some eyes on that as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned, um, as far as for me, there's one team that absolutely just stands out where, I mean, if you want to talk about a team that's probably going to be redoing a lot of things, we'll get to that as well. We roll on here. Lockdown Browns, PFFs, lead analyst John Costco. along for your ride.
1: <clears throat>
0: Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performances, props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage as well. And more information to make you an educated better head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn how more about the trends and the action bet online, where the game starts. Looking over at this list, John um, from PFF top 200 free agents available. And again, we appreciate everybody who makes lockdown Browns their first lesson day in day out. Um, looking at the top, you know, Devontae Adams' name is there. Um the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, this dance continues to go on. Um, the Packers obviously look like they want to keep Aaron Rodgers. I think at this point, you know, whatever Aaron Rodgers feels about other places, Green Bay is home. It feels like the two of them are tied together. It certainly means a lot is going to change in Green Bay. Cause in order to financially give Aaron Rodgers more money to give Devonte Adams, the money he, and I'm going to say this deserves there, there for me, there's not much question. He is probably the best in the business right now. Look, there's some younger guys. Um, but if you're going by longevity, y- you just cannot ignore what Devonte Adams does. Plus you factor in that the, the relationship between these two on the field, it's just special. Um, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world for the green Bay Packers to get done, but John, somewhere, somehow you're looking between these two players. Okay. Well, that's about 60 million of the cap right there.
1: Yeah. So um, I know the Packers came out, I don't know what last week saying, Oh, we're working towards, you know, making the deal or like, like it was a PR move, right? In My opinion, that was a PR move to say, like, mm-hmm. if you're working on something, if it's like, Hey, we're making something happen, you wouldn't put that out there. Right. I think you would, you just get it done. Like if you guys were working towards the same goal, you would just get it done. And that would be it. The PR it, I, for me, it was a PR move. They're trying to put out, out there to their fans. Hey, we're working on this. But
0: if he leaves, it's hands. not
1: our fault. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that tells me Rogers is leaving, whether it is that he's going to retire, which I don't think is the case, or he's looking to, he's, he's still requesting, Hey, uh, this is this is it for me, guys. I want you to, to you know, we we talked about this last offseason before the season. I want to be traded now or whatever. So um, if that's the case, the Packers are in serious rebuilding mode because of their their cap situation. Right They mm-hmm. They don't have a without Rogers. Devontae Adams isn't going to want to stay there. They could franchise tag him. They go, oh, we want to keep you here. But like, what's the point there? Right. You don't have an elite level quarterback to be able to take you to the promised land um anymore right? so by the so, time you're good
0: again it's time that you're moving on from Devonte adams anyway
1: right so like i think i think they they need to set up for their the future of what they're going to be looking like you know post aaron Rodgers, and i think that's going to be without Devonte adams so you know and i, I know if rogers wherever rogers goes you know he's probably going to want to demand Devonte adams comes with him and who wouldn't want that package which then goes hey yeah like you said 60 million in guaranteed money that to the cap this year alone for, for that package. So, you know, there are very few teams that would be able to, to afford that. Um, the, the Browns could legitimately be one of those with, with moves. But the, the thing is, is that uh, it's an elite level package that any team that doesn't have their quarterback or is unsure about their quarterback. If you, not, you don't have one of those top eight quarterbacks in the league, you should be trying to probably make a package for the, uh, for these guys. So um, yeah, uh, Devonte Adams is, I mean, as, as awesome of a season as Cooper cup had this year and that, and he may have had just had the greatest wide receiver season of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Devonte Adams is, is a better receiver as a better all around package talent wise does. And and then, than Cooper cup. And he, it, he, he just had, you know, arguably that type of a season last year in, in 2020. So, um he's been an elite level graded uh, wide receiver uh he might be the greatest one of the greatest wide receivers we've seen hit free agency um and ever because he he is just that good he's um you know on track probably to be a a hall of fame type guy so yeah that package whoever whoever is able to land that package instantly becomes a, a super bowl contender um you know and that's that's that
0: See for me, if if Rogers does go, this is going to be pure frustration with the organization he was playing for. Because most likely you're going to the AFC. Um, you know, I, I doubt Green Bay is going to you know let this fall off, and you know, so most likely you go to the AFC. And if I'm looking at it from Aaron Rodgers' standpoint, I, I'd rather be in the NFC. You look at the NFC South right now. I mean, if Tom Brady's if Tom Brady is in fact done and retired, the NFC South is an absolute crapshoot. The NFC East, yes, the Cowboys were a playoff team. Yes, the Eagles were a playoff team. Nobody's scared to death over the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles right now. You look at the West, obviously that's where the strength is in the NFC. Um, a cakewalk through the North again would be that case. You know, for the Green Bay Packers. Look, I'm, you know, look, Aaron Rodgers is a difficult individual. I don't think he, he tries to hide it in any way whatsoever. Um, goes to the AFC, just makes it for an even bigger dogfight. Uh, So we'll see how that plays out. John, uh, Browns was here. Uh, I believe Jadavian Clowney listed, I think it was about 13th. And, you know, and I have a feeling Jadavian Clowney, the rest of his career is going to go one-year deals. I want Max, you know, he's the guy that goes buys a lottery ticket. And yeah, I want the cash. No, I do not want the annuity. I want the cash payment. Um, And rightfully so. God bless him. You know, and, and that's the one thing I appreciate about Jadavian Clowney is there is nothing mixed there. There are no mixed signals. He's all about it and has no you know, qualms about letting everybody know that's what he's about. But, you know, if it doesn't work out with Jadavian Clowney, th- it's a pretty decent edge class as far as free agents. It's a pretty decent edge class, you know, uh, you know, coming out in the draft, but free agency, it seems like the free agent list kind of coincides with what looks pretty good in the draft tight end position as well, you know, with David Ajoku there. And there's some names of uh, Mike Jacecki, you know, players of that ilk. This is a, as far as it seems, you know, lining up for you know what moves the Browns have to make, whether it's a draft, whether it's free agency, with uh, with handling their own free agents, it seems things line up. And I'm not saying, you know, they don't want Jadavian clown or they don't want David Najoku, but God forbid they get in a situation where they have to start talking option B or option C. It's not as distraught as, you know, it, it could be for Andrew Barry in the front office.
1: No, I'm. There's a lot of options in this edge class, and if you wanted to keep J- JD and Clowney, you you would be able to do so with the cap space and, um, you know, mo- making making the the proper moves to be able to afford that and and whatnot. But even if you were to, wanted to go cheaper, so you know, we project that Clowney would get about 15 million on a one year deal for you know this season. Um, and if so, if you wanted to go go cheaper and stay maybe roughly the same age, Randy Gregory would be cheaper and he's our 14th ranked edge defender. Uh there's a guy named Emmanuel Agba. Uh I don't know if you remember him, but uh you know, <laughs> Sashi Brown drafted that guy. Um and then he was rushed out of the building and then you know, proceeded to have some really good years with the Miami Dolphins, but um you know, he, he's he's he would be a solid starter and would would come cheaper as well. Uh you could you could go older but still cheaper in, in like a Jerry Hughes you know he's our 39th ranked uh, edge defender there but he, you know we project him at a 1 year 6.5 million dollar deal that'd be a guy who's i i think that he's been super consistent throughout his career um good good all around edge defender with stopping the run and and rushing the pass rusher uh granted he's he'd be turning 34 years old right before the season starts so like there is that that risk there um Again, if you still wanted to stay younger, there's a Derek Barnett that's out of out of Philly. Uh, not great production so far in in the NFL, but he's a solid edge piece that you could have as a rotation there, or he'd be potentially be a, a solid starter. He's a decent run run defender, um, not not really great as a pass rusher, but like again, he could pro- provide quality snaps. So like, there's just a lot of. Harold Landry's another guy there. Hassan Reddick. I mean, the list goes on. There's a ton of edge defenders there, um, in, especially just in the top 50, essentially of, of our rankings. Um, and then you know you, you got you got pieces on that on that defensive line that you could fill with rotation, depth, and stuff. Arden Key, if you wanted to go that route, who who was really productive this year? Um, you know, a former you know top five pick Dante Fowler if you wanted to go that, that route or whatever, just, there's just a lot of pieces that you could do. And then, you know, obviously supplement it with, with draft picks. Cause you, you do need the cheaper options in, in terms of how that goes as well. So the Browns have a lot of options to upgrade at the edge position. And um, it just really kind of depends how they, the uh, you know, a, we, we need to see what type of moves they make. And are, are they going to cut Jarvis Landry to save on $15 million in catch base? Are they going to cut off of uh, Case Keenum because they'd save like 6 million there? Will they do like a post June first cut with Austin Hooper saving about eleven million or so? Um, so there's there's a lot of moves that they can make to, to free up a ton of cap space to either go high end on on the edge or make, maybe go a couple of ch- cheaper options there and you know pay up big for a, one of the wide receivers. Who knows? It's it's just a lot of options there. Uh, you know, some of the names you mentioned, and, you know, these are players. Look, for Lockdown
0: Browns, guys, Um, you know, as long as we've been around, well, now we're talking about players that we talked about, you know, through draft cycles, and now we are talking about them hitting their first free agent cycles. A name like Jerry Hughes, that kind of gives me the ilk of a, like, very similar to the Malik Jackson move last year. Um, It's a veteran we know can do some things. We're going to bring him into this room maybe while we're trying to groom some other guys. Look, I, I think the Browns are going to reshape that defensive end room a ton, um, and no disrespect to Joe Jackson, Porter, Gustin, uh, you know, these are players that have been here and, you know, further efforts, they've done maybe what was asked of them, but now the opportunity to get younger, more athletic players with possibly more upside, it, it's something you have to do and you don't want to get in the situation where you're getting into Miles Garrett in and we've seen it too many times where, you know, there's times where Miles Garrett needs more rest than he gets. I understand he's so great and he's so tempting, but now if you get players that you have more confidence that say, hey, they can get it done for 12, 13, 14, 15 reps, which are you know, 10, 12 less reps Miles Garrett has to take. Um, I, I wouldn't say bringing Clowney back is paramount, but I think the biggest advantage the Browns have is that they found a perfect plan for Jaden I Evian Clowney. Um, certainly as he's gotten older, the injuries haven't gotten, you know, he's always had them, but I think the Browns put together a great plan for him to be as successful as he was this year. And, you know, you're looking towards money for this year, more money towards your future. Um, certainly, you know, Cleveland has to look appealing for what they've done to him. And of course it's the opportunity to play with Miles Garrett, who is just an absolute freak and sometimes going to make your job easier because you are not always looked at as the guy.
1: Yeah. So Clowney, I think does a, uh obviously he had 11 sacks this year which is the the number everybody looks at and that's that's great and everything I think he's always been an underrated like pass rusher because this he, he does consistently get pressure he might not be the flashiest guy he's more of the power rusher type guy not the speed with the moves and stuff like that but he uses he has heavy hands and he can win that way but you know Clowney Clowny, um you know I, I would think that like as as a run defender, he, he's fantastic on the edge, right? So the the Browns' weakness this year was interior pass rush and uh, interior run stopping. Uh, I don't think that the issues for the Browns on on the edge is there. Obviously with Clowney and Garrett. So with Clowney, you know, you have a have a good plan in place. You know exactly what you're getting in that type of player. Um, but then, like like I said, if you if you wanted to to you know bring in somebody different and have a different style of attack. Like Jerry Hughes is a great example there of of a guy that you could bring in. So, uh, you know, as as you you can even bring him in along with uh, Jadavian Clowney, right? So, like if you have Porter Gustin and and like Joe Jackson or whatever edge defender they wanted to roll out there that just isn't being very productive, like those guys win at about a I don't know, maybe maybe a ten percent rate on all their pass rushes, which is which is terrible. It's not a that's a low level uh, ability to win on the edge. Jerry Hughes won twenty four percent of his, his pass rushes this year, um, and he's been in the ninetieth percentile on on pass rushes um, in the NFL the past three seasons. And so you're getting elite level like production essentially at the, as a pass rusher, um, and you don't have to have him as a full time starter. Um, he played four hundred fifteen snaps this past year, um, including the postseason. So they they understood how to utilize him. He would be able to do the same for for uh, uh, Jerry Hughes. You know, along with you know Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett, so yeah, you know, I, I I would love that that pick. And even if they don't do that, you you can even go, which is funny here. You can go younger and get like a Justin Houston, who is like a half a <laughs> year younger than him, who's also a stud and it would be you know roughly about the same price and can get after the passer still, um, even you know in his age too. So I think both guys would be you know obviously rotational pass rushers. It doesn't really matter to me <laughs> who they go with, but the, you know I, I would think that you you need that third pass rusher i'd like a you know if you bring back one you probably can draft somebody but the thing is like it's you can never have too many pass rushers
0: never and uh, you know you saw the success it had this year as the secondary play um their performance it, it, tremendous tremendous rebound in 2021 as opposed to 2020 um look last year the signings of clowney and of course tack mckinley um so the browns obviously putting money towards the pass rusher position is something they are not going to shy away from. Who knows? It could be, you know, re sign Clowney, bring in one more vet, and, you know, bring in a guy to groom for down the road. Certainly a bunch of possibilities here and something that's going to be in play heavily for the Cleveland Browns. We're going to get to a little bit more here from John Costco. We're going to get some thoughts here as the head coaching cycle is complete with the Super Bowl ending. Get some thoughts here on, you know, obviously guys who are taking over some, some franchises and not necessarily the greatest situations due to you're looking for a quarterback usually when you're taking over as a new head coach and not a ton of opportunity in that market this year for these new head coaches. Get back to a little bit more here on your latest Locked On Browns. Rock Auto. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low and for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. With the Super Bowl ending, John uh, Kevin O'Connell off to the Minnesota Vikings as the head coach, which means uh, all nine seats are filled here. Um, But it's going to be some difficulties, Um, and for everybody, Derek Carr uh, doesn't look like Derek Carr is going anywhere. Kirk Cousins to the Browns uh, doesn't seem like maybe Kirk Cousins is going anywhere. Browns are drafting thirteen. You know the draft quarterbacks are all over the place, and it it appears to me now Malik Wills will be a lock probably to go in the top 10 either to a team that is sitting there or to a team that may trade up just thought process there, but John new head coaches, uh, you know, all around the NFL, uh, you know, some of these guys waited opportunity. Some of these guys getting an opportunity they deserve. Um, <laughs> but any new hire and any front office that brought these guys in, going
1: to have to have
0: a little bit of patience here, maybe in year one.
1: Oh, for I mean, this is, there's a reason why these teams are having new head coaches except for maybe the new Orleans saints, right? Like the saints, Sean, Mc, Sean Payton was an absolute, you know, one of, the, one of the, probably one of the greatest coaches of our generation. Right. So like uh, all these other teams though, they, they fired their head coaches for a reason. Um, I'd say that the Raiders are a unique case there. I would have, I, I think that, uh, you know obviously with that but the thing is is that there's going to be some growing pains i think mcdaniel's probably goes into immediately into the best situation a team that just made the playoffs and Mm -hmm. um you have an established you know upper upper mid tier quarterback with you know the right pieces around him probably the right system and the right coaching he can you know he can nudge into that top eight type level of play right so um and he's already got some good weapons that he's at his disposal, so there, there's definitely going to be um, some growing pains. I think even with Kevin O'Connell, um, he's you know you're, at least for them, they're going to have a, a relatively similar system that they were running for. You know, with Kirk Cousins there, it's really difficult to be able to move off of that that contract, and they probably you know they're probably stuck with him for a year. So they're looking at this year of like, all right, what can we do to be you know successful this year and you know if um you know can they can they make the playoffs and you know maybe they move off of kurt uh next year or whatever but they they definitely i don't think they can do that this year with with his contract structure um okay. houston's just a mess i mean i think we all understand that who knows what's going to happen <laughs> with sean jackson but the fact that deshaun watson not jackson but the the whole lovey smith like what did, they wanted to hire josh mccown and then they got backlash for that because of all sorts of things. And so they're going to hire Lovey Smith, but it's like, why would you hire Lovey Smith? We we've seen what he's already is in the NFL. He's not a great head coach. So, um, I, you know, if you're just going to go with, do that, you should have just kept, um, I can't even remember his name, but the, the previous guy you had there, I thought he had him playing, Tough, like I thought he mm-hmm. like they were com- they were competitive for having a really bad roster. I thought they, they seemed were very
0: seemed very similar to Brian Flores' his first year in Miami. Like,
1: why are these teams in games in the fourth quarter? Right, exactly, exactly. It's it it my point exactly right. So they they he had them playing better than what that uh, they were on paper, and who knows what's going to happen with with Watson. But I don't, you know, we'll we'll see. But Brian Dable going over to the Giants that one if he can get um. A better like basically that the, the play calling for the Giants was really bad. I think we know that. And if he can get better play calling for them and put you know um Daniel Jones in better situations, just make things, you know, tick the easy box more often for him. Like they have weapons. You know, they, they have like a good receiving core. I I would think they're not elite by any means, but they should be better than what you know the the weapons, you know, what their record is and everything like that. And I think Daniel Jones is you know he's an average dude and you can get above average play with him in the right system so um you know maybe maybe he can hit that easy button for Daniel Jones and utilize those weapons better and stuff so but there's going to be there's going to be growing pain. so we'll 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 see I, I think I'm probably highest initially on um Josh McDaniels and Raiders just because of the it's already established as being a, a pretty successful you know team and essentially make some, make some upgrades and draft better. I mean, the the fact that they were, they drafted so badly in the first round every year of John Gruden's career and, and are able to make the playoffs this year is kind of remarkable. So, um, yeah, I think, I think they're going to be, I think he'll have the best success initially.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, for them, a lot of it came down to, you know, not first round picks uh, you know, the development of macro Max Crosby, obviously, you know, what Hunter Renfro has done for that team um and a gamble they took on a player like Darren Waller obviously which has turned out to be you know as great um you know for them as it uh you know with the you know importance of the tight end position now and just having some guys who are just absolute world beaters at the position uh they've certainly gotten to that level with you know Darren Waller um john just reel back to the free agent list as far as you know the names there um i look at a team like Tampa Bay they have a ton of names on this team obviously they they put everything together to try to you know, defend their Super Bowl title, fell short against the Rams. Um, you know, look, as far as Tom Brady, guys, until I do not see Tom Brady playing football, I can't believe it. It's just been something that's gone on for 22 years. So for me, it's like being married. It's like being a father. Um, It's something I just can't pretend doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry. I just have a hard time believing that until something happens. Um, but you look at a team like Tampa and you know that is a team that certainly could be a whole – hell of a lot different i mean you got secondary players you got wide receivers you got offensive linemen you got leonard fournette and you know if you're not trying to run it back with tom brady then i don't see the reason to keep some of or any of these guys it's just time to start anew
1: yeah probably so i mean rob rob gronkowski is not going to come back without tom brady um there's been like in the time i think they're still kind of hoping that Brady changes his mind for one more year. Um, and they could, they could make it work with all these guys to bring him back if, if Brady's back. But if he's not, like, you know, you don't, you don't have, what are you, are you going to roll out Kyle Trask out there and, and hope for, the, think that he's going to be the next Tom Brady. Like, obviously that's not going to be the case, but, you know, maybe, maybe he could be a, a, a good quarterback in the NFL. Who knows? But they, they got a lot of guys, you know, Dominic and Sue, OJ Howard, Jason Pierre Paul, Jordan Whitehead, Leonard Fournette, Alex Kappa, uh, you know Ryan Jensen obviously Carlton Davis Chris Scott. it's a big list of really good players that was were big contributors <laughs> to this team um you know in their super run and even this year so yeah it's going to be rough for them um and it's going to be weird not seeing Tom Brady out there on the field i think for for me um like when when Tom Brady or not Tom Brady but when Peyton Manning retired it was it was a very strange feeling not seeing Tom Brady out there um in in 2016 um and it'll probably be a similar feeling to that when when there's a mm-hmm. nfl sunday and and tom brady's not back out there and his his style of play is a little bit different whereas tom brady or as peyton manning would be out there like literally like calling fake audibles until the very last second and it would snap it so like it was that distinctive style that he would have and it would just be like he just metriculously. Drive the field down, you know. Drive the ball down the field every single time he had the ball. So it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird. Oh, there's no question about that. And for me, and
0: the other thing is, I mean, you look at it like you know, with Ben Roethlisberger retiring, there's a hell of a difference. Um, if you watched this season for Ben Roethlisberger and you watch this season for Tom Brady, um, you know, look, you know, father time is, you know, it's not the same for everybody. Um, and certainly, you know, Tom Brady, uh, his body just I, there's no there was no visible of anything slowing down um so there still is that and you know maybe there's the fact that if i keep chugging along maybe eventually i'll make as much money as my wife has made in her career i don't know <laughs> you gotta see what the incentive is for a guy like tom brady um yeah but john um this is you know for everybody you know this is where the work picks up um i i think everybody thinks so and this is the funniest thing when you have you know friends in your real life who understand what you do but don't understand what you do
1: like oh football season's over so
0: no uh, no nah, nah, my brother nah, my brother literally
1: called me yesterday he's like so you're gonna have a lot more free time now it's like well yes but also no
0: <laughs> i have to sit down and watch 247 draft prospects between
1: now and the end of april but other than that yeah bro uh, what do you need on top of, top of everything else that I have to do, train new processes, train new player, uh, people coming to PFF, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Be a husband, be a father. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. I got all the free time in the world. Exactly, exactly.
0: If God wants to make it a 32-hour day, that'd be fantastic. We could actually, you know, pencil in some sleep sometime. Um, you know. <laughs> so there is all that. But, John, uh, of course, you know. Guys, John will not be a stranger here during the offseason. You will have him in here. Um, we'll certainly talk pre free agency. We'll certainly talk post free agency. Uh, you know, combine um, at this point, a month from now, the NFL combine will be over. So we will have, you know, all of that, all those nuggets and info and athleticism for everybody. Uh, but we're going to go at it every day. It's like what we do. It's, you know, obviously it's a daily podcast. So we will be here every day. Um, things we're not going to talk about anymore are Odell Beckham Jr., things I don't want to talk about anymore. In fact, that to Baker Mayfield didn't play very well in 2021. No shit. We know. <laughs> we know. We know. Luckily for all of you guys, Cavs are giving you a nice season, so it's giving you something else to concentrate on here, as opposed to bitching and moaning. Well, 20 hours. Yeah, of heard, the day. Heard
1: not 20- They are good. They are young. And I don't uh, I haven't watched basketball since 2017. Uh, maybe it's been. <laughs> I literally do not watch it.
0: They're still using the round ball, I hear. So, oh, okay, but yes, yeah, All Star Weekend in Cleveland this week. Uh, I hope uh, you know everybody's excited for that. Um, and I know the Cavs will be well represented, but we will be here for you guys on the daily. He is John Costco, lead analyst for PFF at John costco Three. Make sure you're following over there. Always appreciate John for his time. Uh, the show itself at Laton Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. We talked the final thoughts PFF wise on the Super Bowl. Uh, we got into the top 200 free agents in the NFL, how it affects the Browns, how it affects some other teams. Talked about the head coaching cycle. Um, and obviously, a lot of these teams will be affected as the, you know, now they are run by some Cleveland Browns influence or they will be part of the Cleveland Browns 2022 schedule. So, you know, a lot to get to here. Um, Off season is here, which means, you know, the work basically just, it it becomes different. It certainly doesn't slow down in any way possible. We appreciate everybody who makes Locked on Browns their first listen day in, day out. Make sure you are following or subscribed on whatever podcast app you use to Locked on Browns. Always available, always free. And this has been your daily delivery of all things to pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.